All right, welcome back to the Blue Brother Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Brandon. Brandon, what, uh, how has your life been renewed with daylight savings time? <laughs> well, um, last night I started falling asleep about 9 o'clock. Lovely. So, I, you know, I guess that was some of the impact. Because you know, usually I go to bed about maybe 10, 30, 11 o'clock, you know, unless we're recording. Um, or at least, like, go up to bed. I don't really fall asleep until later. But, yeah, I mean, I don't understand why we even still do this. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, I know, I know the whole story of why it happened and blah, blah, blah. But there's no point to it anymore that I can tell. So, right. Thanks, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Total douche. Um, well, I'll share a quick story here before we jump into the sports because today was uh, Monday of all Mondays, if I've ever experienced a Monday in <laughs> quite some time. So I... Um, I got to come home over my lunch hour and it was spent cleaning the house because um, Brandon and anybody who is a parent probably is familiar with the uh, medicine syringes for kids. Yeah. You know, like instead of putting in the dumb little cup thing, they have that little syringe, which is really easy to, you know, give them uh, their medicine. Mm hmm. And lately, I don't know what it is up with our five-year-old, but he just is being very creative on how to be disruptive. <laughs> so within like a five-minute time frame, uh, he got one of those and he was filling it with milk and or juice. And he squirted down the flat screen TV and oh. he also squirted the ceiling. Oh, with, that's nice. Yeah, with green juice. <laughs> so I, um, and my wife actually didn't notice the ceiling part until I came home. And I was just like, you realize there's stuff on the ceiling too. <laughs> so that was, uh, my lunch was cleaning that up. And we thought the TV was toast. Like it was freaking out. Um, but thankfully when I unplugged it, cleaned off the screen and plugged it back in it was it was okay so nice he is still alive to live another day <laughs> you don't have popcorn ceilings do you uh it's not popcorn ceiling but it is one of those semi textured thing um uh, i know what you're talking about it's it's not it's not that rough yeah I don't know really how to explain it, but yeah, there were a couple parts that were a little bit tricky because of the grooves and whatnot, but it, it went over. We survived a little bit. So this is also the kid who like has been caught drawing on walls and doing other things. So <laughs> that's the excitement. I'm blaming daylight savings time and Monday just because. Rock. But we will start things off with uh, the first sports segment that we always lead off with is our rock moment. I want to rock! rock! I want to rock and roll all 
Well, this uh, this had to be the rock moment of the week because it doesn't happen very often and um, deserves it because he's done a good job. And he finally got himself a kick return touchdown and very impressive being the first play from the Maryland-Michigan game. Giles Jackson going for 97 yards on the opening kickoff and putting Michigan up 7 to nothing, uh, which they never looked back. And we'll talk about that game when we get there. But congratulations, Giles Jackson. I, um, I actually, there's always one time a year that I don't get to watch the Michigan game live just because there's always one dumb thing that happens during the fall that I can't watch it. Mm-hmm. And last year was the Nebraska game. This year was the Maryland game. And uh, so for those of you who don't know, usually if you don't have TiVo or some whatever service like that, um, usually, by, unless it's a night game, usually by the end of the night, it will be on YouTube somewhere. The whole game, if you ever want to go back and watch it. So I watched it afterwards. So all that good stuff. Uh, and then we always like to celebrate both the best moments and the worst moments. So here is Brandon with your garbage play of the week. Garbage day! All right, what say you, Brandon? What are you bringing us? Um, it was pretty easy to pick this week. Uh, my garbage play is from the Lions game. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it is the final play of the game. <laughs> Um, well, technically, the Lions' final play of the game uh, on offense. Uh, <laughs> so, for whatever reason, you know, the Lions get down to, like, I don't remember what it was, like, the two or three yard line, something like that. And I'm not sure why, but the Raiders call a timeout. Uh, you know, the Lions only had, like, eight seconds left, and for some reason, the Raiders called a timeout. So that gives the Lions like a little bit more time to like get the offense set up, figure out what they're gonna do. And for some reason, (laughs) oh yeah, (laughs) for some reason the Lions come out on the field without Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones or T.J. Hawkinson or Danny Amendola, and then uh, you know Carry On Johnson he's hurt, and then um, their starting guard he's hurt. So there's six players. that aren't on the field for that play. Uh, basically, you know, the second Stafford gets the ball, he's got a guy in his face, so he's got a bootleg out to the left. Uh, for some reason, Aboshi, I think his name is, the left guard, he, like, pulled out like he was going on a screen almost, and he's turning around looking at Stafford like he's lost, and... Um, <laughs> Stafford just has to kind of wing the ball into the end zone, and he throws it to Logan Thomas, who's the third-string tight end, and uh, it gets broken up, and that was the end of the game. So I'm not sure what their idea was. Uh, It was also a play action, too. I should mention that. Uh, Lions couldn't run the ball at all the entire game, so I'm not sure why they went for a play action. Uh, You weren't going to trick the Raiders into thinking you're actually going to (laughs) run. It was just a terrible play call. Um, yeah, and, you know, that ultimately lost the Lions game. Yeah. Now, my my only thought is 
maybe instead of the idea of them, the other team not knowing who you're going to throw it to by having your best players on the field and having a variety of options, maybe they wanted to take it a step further on being like, hey, you'll never know who we're going to pass it to because <laughs> none of our good players are on the field. <laughs> I was Joke's on you. Put like a, a defensive tackle in at tight end or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Yes, that's. Uh, I feel like that's very appropriate. So, but we'll have plenty more to mention about both games here uh, coming up as we transition into our recaps for the games. Okay, so to start the Michigan talk, we are going to uh, listen to the voicemail that we got, and then we'll jump into the game. So let's start off with uh, hearing from Steven. What's going on, fellas? It's Steven Brown again. Calling in, just ready to talk about the game. Now, I didn't catch a lot of it. I was preoccupied with something, but I did get, <clears throat> excuse me, I did get some in. I'll say this, I'm not going to complain about the result. Um, I was in the gym watching watching it after half um, and trying to work out. So, the good, the, the, they have an identity now. Um, it's it's running. Um, it's not just power running, it's different types of runs. You got the finesse running with um, Haskins, and you have the power running with Zach and True. Um, that's good, and it opens up the passing. You know, you had different people getting involved, McCune, Eubanks. Of course, the deep ball to Nico is always effective because he can catch. Uh, Donovan and Tariq, they'll have timely catches. I'm not sure if Tariq ha- uh, or Donovan had a catch today. I don't know. If he did, I don't know why, because you still have three elite receivers. I'm not sure why they aren't getting the ball. The bad, you got to find something wrong with everything. Shea Patterson, 13 for 20-whatever, uh, 100-and-something yards, and not even not even 200 yards and one touchdown. I, you know, I, I'm not skeptical, man. I just – I don't know. And, and I saw – I saw before I go into Shea, I saw Dylan. Now I know why Dylan's not the quarterback. Dylan, Dylan you know, Dylan has happy feet. He's just not ready. Now, with another offseason, he and Joe Milton – I'm gonna. I'd love to see God willing who wins that that battle for next season. I think personally it'll be Joe, but I could be wrong. Um, but Dylan has to play better when he's given the, the opportunity. But back to Shea. Shea, Shea has to to put the ball where the receivers are, because likely or not, Ohio State's coming. Now I don't expect Michigan State to be hard at all. They can run the ball for 400 yards on Michigan State and win by four touchdowns. Indiana. They're good. I don't expect that game to be tough at all. Ohio State's a different weight class, man. Like you're not, you're not in, you know, bantamweight. You're in the heavyweight division now. And and Chase Young, man, that dude is a top two pick, top three pick, depending on who gets him or who needs a defensive end. So they got to do better as far as that. I, I I really think when Urban Meyer said whatever the issue was is fixed. I think the issue was Jim Harbaugh kind of wanting to hold on to the offense. I think Josh Gaddis is solely calling plays, uh, but it's it's at the the request of Jim Harbaugh wanting to be a power running team. I could be wrong, 
but I think that's the issue. But to I was like the way State played, it won't get it done versus Ohio State. So I hope they do better. I really do. That he has to play better. Love the show. Keep doing what y'all are doing. As always, go blue. All right, Stephen. Thank you for that. Appreciate the voicemail. Um. Yeah, talk about the voicemail here for a minute before we just kind of jump into the general stuff with the game. Um, yeah, whatever the issue was, it does seem to be fixed. I'm on board with that. Um, there was just something uh, off with the entirety of with, with this game, so hopefully it's not something that continues on and everything. Totally agree that it's not if... To, uh, this weekend's performance is what is going to be the performance against Ohio State. That's not going to work at all. Um, you might be able to get away with it with Michigan State and Indiana. I don't know. I mean, Michigan State always, you know, plays like they're in the Super Bowl when they play Michigan. And uh, Indiana is, um, they're kind of uh, freaking out over how well their season is. So they're wanting to finish strong. That's for sure. And they know how to make things difficult for mission Michigan, but, uh, Brandon, any thoughts with the voicemail before we talk about the game in general? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, he kind of, you know, hit the nail on the head there. Uh, you know, lots of, lots of positive things, you know, some negative things. Um, like he said, you know, Ohio state, they're in a completely different weight class. <laughs> Michigan, um, you know, my thoughts on that game haven't really changed. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that when we get closer and everything. And, um, there's always possibilities with things, but yeah, stupid. Ohio say can't really say too much about them. They had a bye week this weekend. So, um, but they have not really, uh, stopped for one second. So, no, no. So number 14, Michigan was the, 17 point favorite um and they had the final score of 38 to 7 interestingly enough there were two uh kickoff returns for touchdowns maryland had one as well so uh, um michigan looking pretty good it was kind of weird did you watch this game in the entirety um, I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but I watched a fair amount of it. Okay. I, you know, I watch highlights and stuff like we normally do. Yeah. This one was a little bit unusual. Um, cause I was keeping up on my phone then, of course, since I wasn't watching it live. And so I was just like, oh man, you know, Michigan's looking really good. You know, they were, what was that? I think it was 21 or, uh, 28 to zero before Maryland scored or something like that. So I was like, wow, mm-hmm. Michigan must be doing a pretty good job. But then, um, I, when I watched it, I was just like, man, you know, quite a few three and outs, some ugly passes, some really rusty offense performance. I mean, honestly, it, it wasn't it, in no way am I going to label this as bad. And maybe it was kind of a letdown after last week. Um, but they did only put up 331 yards. Uh, on Maryland's and Maryland's not exactly um, stout defensively. So it just, it was a little bit odd. Like they didn't do a lot uh, running the the ball. They didn't do a lot passing the ball. Um, Passing was 176 yards. Rushing was 155. Uh, We had the question of the week, you know, 
is Michigan finally going to have a receiver break 100 yards? And their top receiver only had two receptions for 65 <laughs> yards. So, but the the one thing that was nice, well, I thought it was going to be nice, is that they put McCaffrey in um, relatively early because they had a good lead. Uh, neither quarterback really, you know, did anything spectacular. I was yeah. hoping McCaffrey might be able to do more, a little bit more what was in there. But the one thing that I guess you could label as uh, one of the good elements is that both of them recognize the opportunity to just throw the ball up to Nico Collins and be like, hey, go catch it or go get a pass interference call on you, mm-hmm. on your defender. Uh, looks like Michigan might be trying to utilize that every game now, which has been like where it's happened all year. Right. Um, Hassan Haskins uh, got himself a touchdown, thankfully, with all the work that he's put in recently. Uh, Zach Charbonnet got himself two. Um, seems like Haskins going to be the, um, I don't know if he'll be all the time moving forward, but he's getting most of the carries now. So, um, but between him and Charbonnet, yeah, we, I was talking on social media with some people and it was just like, it's kind of crazy how before the season started, there were so many question marks because of Chris Evans no longer being with the team. So it's just like, great, you know, what true Wilson, then what? Christian Turner was the only other player on the team that had any playing time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember we had that conversation a few times. Yeah. So, uh, honestly, the r- things are looking pretty solid. If the offensive line can keep doing their decent job of blocking and everything, the running game should be fine. Uh, passing game is kind of up and down, usually more so from, you know, the limited pass calls they do or, some odd passing choices that they make, but yeah, this was, I don't know. It just felt like a little bit of a weird one. Obviously. I mean, it's going to be a letdown for, um, for the fans after seeing the big win against Notre Dame going on the road against an unranked team. But then, um, yeah, I think it was kind of maybe felt that way for the players too. So they kind mm-hmm. of, the, the announcers were even kind of talking about it, how there wasn't really a lot of, uh, life to the offense, um, Brian Ge- uh, Greasy was one of the announcers, and he was commenting about, you know, you can't let a team do that. They've got to be in the game, and they've got to, uh, they've got to put it all on the line because otherwise, that's how you can get upset and lose games. So, but uh, the defense did a really good performance. Uh, I mean, like, uh, technically, the defense got a shutout because it was the special teams who allowed the seven points. So uh, they did a heck of a job. And um, uh, Metellus racked up a couple tackles for loss. So did Uche, um, Hutchinson, and Pei balled out as well. The defense just kind of having their day with uh, Maryland. Maryland putting together a few drives and everything. And, um, they had one or two where they were going to be in scoring position. Uh, one I know for sure, and then they turned over the ball. Uh, and then the other one, I think they were getting kind of close, but uh, not quite in field goal range. So, But it was good to see them continue winning, take the win into the bye week. Uh, hopefully, 
they kind of kick it a not, up a notch moving forward. But like I said, I'm kind of leaning more on the thought that this was probably just a little bit of a uh, coast after the Notre Dame win. So what were uh, some of your thoughts, Brandon? Yeah, like you said, um, you know, it was kind of a weird game because there wasn't much in the way of offensive numbers. And even like looking back at that, I'm like, oh, wow. Um, it was just kind of surprising, I guess. Uh, you know, like you said, Haskins and Charbonnet both played pretty well. Um, Collins only had the two catches, but he, you know, he did a lot with those two. Uh, Uche with a couple sacks and Hutchinson, he just seems to keep like improving as every game goes by. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, no big numbers. Basically, they just went in, took care of business, and on to the bye week. Yeah. Um, I mean, interestingly enough, you know, I mean, Michigan outgained them by 100 yards, but I mean, you, you compare some of the top performances and everything outside of the quarterback play and everything, but like their top receiver had um, 52 yards, not that uh Far behind Collins, their running top running back had sixty yards, the same amount as Haskins. Just kind of a weird game. Um, Michigan fans turned out. I mean, there were a ton of Michigan fans there, and comments that was like a kind of seemed like a home crowd for them. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't get to watch it live, but it was. Another win on the board, and I think Michigan still sits at number 14, interestingly enough. What is that, like three weeks in a row, I think? They've stayed in the same spot. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, uh, and then... Two weeks, because after we beat Notre Dame, we went up. Oh, yes, you're right, you're right. So it was just two weeks, so... Yeah, no, I mean... I. In a lot of situations, I'd be a little bit worried about it, but considering what just happened with Notre Dame, I think they're okay. I just hope that coming off the bye week, sometimes Michigan can be a little bit weird, so hopefully they'll be focused for Michigan State, but we'll talk about that when that time comes up. Um, Yeah, there's nothing really glaring there that needs to be mentioned. It was just kind of a coast win, so anything else, Brandon, before I guess we... I uh, could switch it over to Lions talk. Uh, I don't really think so. Um, you know, it was just kind of, a, like you said, it was kind of an odd game, but, you know, Michigan went in there and they did what they had to do, got the win, and, you know, we got out. All right. Well, let's go ahead and switch things up here then. So talking about Michigan football, a little bit of an unusual game, but then we take things over to the NFL and the Lions and same old, same old, right? <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Uh, that's kind of your your typical Lions, same old Lions, if you want to say, I guess. Um, yeah, just especially with the ending. Um, man, Stafford 
he's been playing good. Uh, you know, this it's the defense that's been letting him down. You know, he did everything he could have. Uh, you know, I threw through for three touchdowns. You can't really ask for any more. He had one interception, but I mean, it was on a 50-50 ball where the, you know, the Raiders defender made a really amazing interception. So you can't really fault him too much on that one. Uh, you know, just another game, too, where the run game just isn't there. I mentioned it earlier with the, the garbage play. Um, the Lions, they just don't have a run game. You know, and with on Johnson being gone, it hurts even more. Uh, and again, uh, you know, I've been saying this all season, there's no pass rush. Yeah. No pass rush at all. And um, I don't think it was until, like, it was like the fourth quarter, I think, when Flowers finally got a, a sack. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like, they're going out there and just doing three-man rushes, like, what are you expecting? You know, you're putting all these guys into coverage and playing almost like prevent. And like, you're not going to get any pressure on the quarterback. Well, when the quarterback's got all day to throw the ball, eventually somebody's going to get open. Yeah. And it's just, it's so frustrating because, you know, I've said for the last two years in the draft, we need to get someone who can rush the quarterback. Well, this past draft was full of guys that could do that. Just, it was heavy from the defensive end and, you know, edge position and the Lions just, they didn't take anybody until what was it the fourth or fifth round? And they, it took Austin Bryant and he's hurt. He hasn't even played at all, like all season. Uh, it, it also made me realize too, that, you know, Will Harris is nowhere near as good in coverage as Quadre Diggs. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, that was uh, the you know the few plays that I saw with him in coverage. Just like, yep, that's about right. <laughs> um, you know, one person, another person that played really good is Kenny Galladay. Uh, he had a few nice, really nice plays. Um, he's really turned into a a good receiver. Uh, you know, when they drafted him, I wasn't really expecting too much from him. Um. He didn't put up like crazy numbers or anything at the combine. You know, he he had a couple decent seasons at Northern Illinois. It was nothing that really like blew you away. Uh, you know, you, you could see he had good size, but even against, I remember looking at his stats against you know quality opponents in college, and he pretty much did nothing. So I really didn't know what to expect from him. But, you know, he's turned into a really solid receiver. Uh, he's got great hands, really strong guy. And he's, you know, he's a little bit faster than he looks. He's not going to, like, blow people away. But, you know, he's got enough speed to make plays. Strong hands? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Strong hands. Take the little one. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I mean, the defense was just terrible. Um, they couldn't stop anything all day. I heard on the radio today that, and I didn't even realize it watching the game. This is another game. I didn't get to watch all of it because we were gone a lot of the day. Um, but I did watch most of it. Um, the Raiders didn't punt the ball until the fourth quarter. Yeah, I saw that. And that's just, com- it was a complete joke. 
Um, you know, Josh Jacobs pretty much did whatever the heck he wanted to. Um, man, that guy, he's going to be pretty good. He's, you know, he's making a case for being offensive rookie of the year. Um, you know, like, like I said, the final play was a terrible call. There were some other bad play calls. Um, I don't know why we keep trying to run Ty Johnson up the middle. You know, he, he's got good vision, but where the guy excels is a speed. And, you know, I was hearing rumor today that at his pro day at Maryland, he ran like a four, two, eight or something like that. So, you know, we got all that speed and like, why aren't we trying to use it on the outside? And he's shown times too, where we run it to the outside and he, you know, he can get that edge. He can, you know, make some things happen. It's like we only use McKissick for outside runs, which he is well, but, you know, Johnson speeds. And it's just, it's frustrating that the Lions never seem to use players the way that they should be. You know, and that goes to Flowers, too, because, like, we always just set him up, you know, over the the left tackle. And we never let him, like, rush from any other spots on the line. And that's really frustrating because, you know, that's where he got a lot of his pressures and his sacks and everything last year with the Patriots. You know, the interior, you know, right end, um, you know, and, you know, different stances and everything, too. And it's just like with the Lions, it's like, oh, here, you just set up over the left tackle and just see what you can do. <laughs> yeah. They dumb it down and they they limit it then, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and there's really not too much else to say about the game. Uh, just, you know, one of those things is just typical Lions, that last play, um, you know, the complete, you know, Stafford drives them down, gets the touchdown, and then, you know, they're tied at 24, and you know, the, the Raiders just, you know, drive all the way down the field and score. <laughs> it was just easy. Uh, oh, yeah. It was just frustrating to see with the Lions. I was really disappointed, too. Um, oh, man, it was, yeah, it was when it was a tie game and there was that tip pass that um, I can't think of his name right now. But the ball was in the air, and the Lions defender tried to catch it, but then he tripped over the receiver that fell down. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, I can't think of his name. I was just like, oh, no, that, it would have been so huge. But I can't remember who it was now either, but, yeah, I remember seeing that play. Yeah. I, um, when the Raiders went down and scored and took the lead, and the Lions were trying to go down. Well, yeah, when they went down and then right before they, you know, botched it with their terrible last call and everything, I was just like, I'm not even, I was just, I was saying in my head, I'm not even optimistic that they're going to tie the game because I was just like, this is what the Lions do. They want to give you all the hope in the world and then something <laughs> stupid's going to happen. So I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm expecting nothing. And if they tie it, cool, but they'll probably just still lose in overtime or tie the game, you know, yep. another, another tie stupid game. So, and of course, you know, they had every opportunity to be the only one in their division to win a game that day, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I know that we say this from time to time and everything, but I, I think it's a little, no, I'm not going to say it. It's not unfair. It is fair. Hawkinson has just like really been rather disappointing. I mean, yeah, he had that first game, but when you're a first-round draft pick, 
and all this other stuff. I mean, of course, I know it's the line, so they don't always make the best decisions. I, I, he's good. I'm not saying, like, get rid of him or anything. But, I mean, you know, he was targeted seven times, and he only had three receptions. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a little bit dependability there. Because, um, uh, well, as you said, Stafford's been playing pretty well. I mean, I know not all of it's on Hawkinson, but not all of it's on Stafford. So... That's been kind of a bummer. Uh, Danny Amendola, I always praise him all the time. Uh, he It seems like all the time, third downs, he comes up um, when you need him to. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was... I don't know, man. I think we've... It's been settled that the Lions are kind of in the same spot where it's just like week to week, it's... They could win every single game, or they're going to put you in a spot where they're going to lose a close one. Yeah, and um, another factoid I kind of I heard today that makes the last play even worse. Um, you know, so they didn't have Galladay and Marvin Jones on the field. Um, mm. Those two guys are number one and number two in receiving touchdowns in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Galladay has, I believe, seven or eight, and then Marvin has one less. Um, man, I think I think Galladay has eight, and Marvin Jones has seven. So, so you take course. those two guys off the field. <laughs> well, it's just like the whole game, too. You know, what was working for the Lions off, on offense is they would, you know, go out there with, like, four wide receivers – or, you know, three wide receivers, and then, you know, Hawkinson kind of lined up in a slot and, uh, you know, spread the defense out, and then they could, um, you know, do some passing plays, you know, maybe even like a, a short, like, effective run. And I don't understand why they went with, like, like a jumbo package on that last play. There's nothing I, that makes sense uh, about it. Dude, nothing at all. And, you know, all you guys out there can complain and blame Daryl Bevel. But, you know, that's at the end of the day, it's Matt Patricia, too, because, you know, he, you know, he has the, like the final word on the play, especially in a big situation like that. You know, if, you know, if Bevel brought that to me and I was a coach, I'd be like, yeah, let's do something else. <laughs> <laughs> Nice idea, but I don't think that's going to work. And then also, too, you know, you got to think about with Stafford as well. He's been there long enough where he can decide, you know, whether he thinks the play is going to work as well. And, you know, some, you know, some of the guys are doing that, you know, and I heard it on sports talk today, too. Like, do you really think if it was like, you know, the last play of the game and it's fourth and what was it fourth and goal at the two yard line and the offensive coordinator brings that play to Drew Brees. You think he's going to run it? Yeah. You think he's going to be like, yeah, let's try that. He's going to be like, no, where are my weapons? You know, Stafford should have been like, why are we, you know, why are we putting out our second and third string tight end on this? as my only guys to throw to, you know, plus a running back that I'm running a play action to. You know, there's there's a lot of people to blame for this, um, and it's just 
you know, something that just would typically happen with the Lions. And it really didn't surprise me when it happened. Yeah. You know, game was over with, and I just laughed. I'm like, yep, it's about right. Mm-hmm. I just tweeted one thing out during that game, and I was like, at the end of it, I was like, and there's the Lions. <laughs> I, I I just like, I, there was a few times there that Gabriel was like, oh, Lions. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Three, was it three, four, and one now? Mm-hmm. Hooray. Gotta love it. Gotta <laughs> love it. That's your football for you there. Uh well, fun time reminiscing about that wonderful weekend. Um weird overall for everything, but at least one team got the win. So uh we will be going into the bye week though, so it's just gonna be the lines. Uh to review where we are with um the predictions and things like that. Uh, we both got four points this week. Uh, the more interesting, um, man, you were off by like ha- um, one point for that Colts Steelers game. Mm-hmm. Their Q- uh, their QB went down and probably everything hit the fan. But uh, will Michigan have a player break 100 yards receiving? And Brandon, you got that one because you were smart and you said no. And then uh, the Lions, how many turnovers will the Raiders have? You said two. I said one. We were both wrong because the Lions defense sucked. Um, <laughs> basically. So yeah, you've, got, <laughs> you've got 26. I've got 33 here as the season progresses. Anything else before we uh, shut her down? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um... Yeah, crappy ending of the game. I guess we just move on to next week. That is true. That is true. All right, well, we thank you guys for uh, tuning in. We will be bringing uh, the game preview for the Lions here coming up later this week. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, And until next time, go Blue. Go Blue.